Good morning, afternoon, or night, and wherever you may be in this world, I'm Mark Stahl, and welcome to the new Puritan Podcast. You're listening to Episode 11. episode 11. We surpassed episode 10. We've done 10 now and on to number 11, and I appreciate every one of you that tune in and listen, and hopefully we can continue this on, continue going on with more and more of biblical information. That's really what this podcast is all about, is getting out biblical information showing you the scriptures and how to apply it to your everyday life in today's world and in today's society, wherever you may be around the world. Make mention of that. I wanted to just say again, thank you for those of you that are listening, those of you that subscribed. I really do, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate it. And just bear with us. Uh, Things are going to get better. We're excited about what God's going to do. Just a reminder, you know, It's you that make this podcast. It's you. It's the interaction from you. It's emails or comments or messages or however you can get in contact with us. It's your interaction. I know that many of you may be listening uh, and you don't really have time to make a comment or maybe something has not really spurred you to make a comment. That is what this podcast is about, that as the truths of the scriptures are presented You're able to interact. You're able to give comments. And there is no lack of ways of communication. You can go to our website. You can Twitter. You can leave a voicemail message on SpeakPipe on our website. You can leave a comment, email. All of those things are there for you to to interact with us. You may not agree on everything we say. Let me know. Let me hear from you if you don't agree. Share with me how your view is and let's talk about it. That's the great thing about this, that we don't want to just be sitting in front of a microphone talking. We want interaction from people. And again, as I say, this podcast is exciting. God's going to do great things with it. So hang in there with me and it's going to be just a, a wonderful time. I wanted to talk today a little bit about uh, a few things, but basically there's a article that came out about how lawmakers and, of course, we know the lawmakers in Washington are going to try to debate or start deba- debating on immigration reform. And what, what really is immigration reform? Immigration reform is that immigrants that are coming into the United States illegally, what to do with them? send them back, give them citizenship, let them go through the line. You know, what are we going to do with them? And so the debate continues to rage on about this. Well, there's an article that came out in MSNBC, and it uh, is entitled, From Politics to the Pulpit, Faith Groups See the Hand of God in Immigration. 
And a lot of uh, the article goes on to say that a lot of the lawmakers are going to hear from business leaders and political activists and radio talk show devotees and regular citizens. But the article says many Christian leaders are hoping also to hear from the voice of God as well. And there's a section here where it says that a Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, who is the leader of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference, says, quote, Beyond the issue of the public policy, the heart of God is for those who are suffering and the marginalized. Now, this is interesting because here once again, there are groups of people in the United States that want to bring God into the social agenda of the United States. And again, as I've said many times before, the United States government is going to do what it's going to do. And to bring God into issues in the United States, basically to transform the nation into a Christian nation, is not what the Lord Jesus has designed for us. Christian leaders and ministers and pastors try to get off onto this where they have to shove God into the social agenda of America and bring God into these things so that they can make the United States a Christian nation. And that is not the mission that Jesus has called us to. He called us to preach the gospel. He called us to make disciples of all nations. That's what he did. Not to go to your government and to try to twist and formulate your government to make your country a Christian nation so you can force people to be Christians. You don't force people to be Christians. You have to disciple them. You have to talk with them. The Holy Spirit will convict their heart that they may repent and become saved. So this group goes on and they quote Matthew twenty-five thirty-five, which reads, For I was hungry and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. And Leviticus 19, which is Another common refrain that says, The stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born among you, and thou shalt love him as thyself, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Now, of course, the latter scripture verse, Leviticus 19, is very much talking about God's direction to the uh, Israelite people of those strangers that were coming into the land that he had marked out for them, designed for them. Matthew 25, 35 people in these positions always quote that. And this is where people will drag the scriptures into and bring God into this social agenda where they say that this is what God wants for people. And they they quote it. I was hungry, you gave me meat. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. But people do not really read that carefully. When you take that scripture verse and other scripture verses from all of the Bible and combine them together, especially the New Testament, it is clear that you will see that this is Jesus is speaking here of those Christians who helped those Christians. The Bible is clear that we are to help, if you are a Christian, that you are to help the brothers and sisters in the Lord first. Then when you have done that, then you can help others. No one is saying we're not to help those that are hungry. No one is saying that we are to not give a person drink or not be uh, that they were a stranger and you don't take them in. No one is saying that. But what we are saying is is that the scriptures are clear that this is for believers to believers. This is the common everyday thing that should be happening in the life of a believer, that they are doing these to 
other brothers and sisters to help them out. So the article goes on, and it's basically talking about how that this reform for immigration needs to be done. It needs to happen. We cannot continue to go on with this question of immigration. Now, here's the thing with immigration. There's legal immigration and there's illegal immigration. Legal immigration is those people outside of the United States that is desiring to come into the United States for a better life, to get a better job, to make more money, to flee political persecution, whatever the reason may be. They are from another country. They want to come into the United States and live here and be a citizen. Now, the way it works and the way that our government has set it up and that it's legally supposed to be is you desire to come to the country, you get a visa or you get a visitation visa or whatever that may be, and you come over to the country, you work towards becoming a citizen, you work towards becoming, you apply for legal citizenship. The, really the way it's supposed to work is while you're in your other country, you apply for citizenship so that you could come over and be a citizen. And there's this thing talking about waiting in line. And you'll often hear this referred to on radio or television where people will say, well, these people should get to the back of the line or they're not, they're not waiting there in line. They're not waiting for their place in line. They're just jumping the gun and going before this place in line. And that, that's, that's true. And that's legal immigration where people say, I want to go to the United States. They file paperwork and they wait until they're cleared and approved to come over here to be a citizen of the United States. They come over. They, they go in, they take the test, they become a citizen. And then there's illegal immigration. And illegal immigration is that you come over to the United States, either you walk in, you fly in, you drive in, however you get here, you come into the United States illegally. You sneak into the country because you feel that it's taking too long to go through the legal process of having legal immigration happen to you. So you come in. The majority of Illegal immigrants here in the United States come from Mexico and the Latin American countries. Uh, there's a portion that come from other countries too, but a lot, the majority of it is Latin American countries and Mexico in particular. So they come across the border. They come here, they stand at Home Depot waiting for a job, or they, they do a job uh, for under-the-table money without wanting to become a citizen of the United States. They just want to get here and they want to work because they want to better their life. No one would ever fault somebody for wanting to better their life. I mean, that's the whole thing. No one is saying that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. They come and they bypass all of the legal ways of trying to be a citizen. They just come here illegally. So there's an estimated 23 million illegal immigrants in the United States. And the question that the lawmakers are trying to resolve is what to do with them. If we send someone back, they may have had children here already. It's a bit of a complicated mess. As a person who comes here to the United States for those reasons, for whatever reasons are, are there, you have to obey the laws. If you're coming to the, the United States to be a citizen or you're coming here, you're breaking the law. So automatically coming here to be a citizen, your first step in being a citizen is you're breaking the laws of the country that you want to be a citizen at. So it is a, it is a process and it is, there's mercy that has to be involved in what to do with it. But the, the thing that ties in to this is that 
Christians trying to rise up and tell the Congress, just just make it, just give immigration reform so that these people can stay here, basically giving them a free pass. And what I'm saying biblically is we should have mercy on these people, but we should also, I think it was put forth that there was an idea that they could stay, that they could have uh, legal documentation, they'd have to pay some fine or whatever. I would agree with that. Something has to be done that they need to know that they broke the law and that there is consequences for breaking a law. You can't just get away with it. So... That's the deal on immigration reform. Again, as Christians, we ought to have mercy on people like that, but also there needs to be accountability of consequences for someone who breaks the law. We want to continue on with this, and we are going to look at the third installment of the Inside Look at the New Generation of Pastors. And on this episode, it's uh, spotlighting a gentleman from New Jersey. His name is Darius Daniels, and he is from Ewing, New Jersey. He runs the Kingdom Church, supposedly. He's a pastor of the Kingdom Church, 34 years old. He has 6,100 members in this church. This is a non-denominational, independent congregation that is multi-generational and predominantly African-American. Yes, Pastor Darius Daniels is African-American. He says that his heart is for the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, those a growing segment of the population, 18 to 29, that remain unaffiliated with any specific religion. He says eight years ago he founded this kingdom church. There's a lot of conversation that he has that he talks about that he is an expositor and trying to reach people where they're at, reach people for the culture, to be multi-generational. But bear in mind, remember, this church, this congregation, is predominantly African-American. So when you go over to the church website, Kingdom Church, you find various things that, again, the website is really fancy. It's got a lot of graphics. It's His name is on there. Jesus' name is nowhere to be found on the landing page. Once again, the church is very has a lot of beautiful furniture and things of this nature. It's very high class. It's very attractive. The background's attractive. Um, the young man comes out in very nice-looking clothes. He doesn't, you know, it's not like some of the other pastors that are being highlighted in this series where they come out in jeans and t-shirt or whatever. But you know what? It really doesn't matter what you come out in. You know, it's where your heart is at. But looking through the the church website, they have different varying ministries, and there's a one section called Media, and when and there's a video link And when that video link comes up, it begins to play, it's called Kingdom News, and it begins to play various things that are going on in their church. And basically, this is just another church that's trying to be hip and cool. In this little video snippet of Kingdom News, they talk about how they're bringing in various speakers and things to motivate people. Well, one of them is they bring in comedians, and the guy is there and he's supposed to do Christian comedy. Another one is that they bring in a Christian rapper to sing for the youth. Again, rap music. What is that? Right away, you're taking something that the world created, rap music, which is predominantly a lot of swearing. And if you've sat at a stoplight and someone pulled up next to you and you've listened to that stuff for the duration of the stoplight, you know what I'm talking about. But they change all the lyrics to be Christian so that they'll draw the youth in because that's what the youth like. So instead of presenting them with the truth of the gospel of the Bible and the seriousness of God, they bring in a rapper to bring in the 
the youth because the youth wouldn't otherwise come in unless it was connected somehow to the culture to draw these youth in. And therefore you have the youth that are listening to this and making false professions of faith in Christ and you have these people that are running around that are in the flesh that are claiming to be Christians that are really not. And you have all kinds of problems. They present a sermon they present sermon series with titles like Single in the City, which is the playoff of the adulterous TV show. Other titles like Bad Girls and Bad Boys. This is all not good. So in looking at this, I say no thanks. I'll pass on this and you should too. Again, this is just pandering to the culture. It's just pandering to the youth to to use the worldly enticements, the cultural enticements to bring in the youth. So, thumbs down on this. I would not go there, and you shouldn't either. But again, you have the freedom in Christ to do what you want. I'm just trying to show you what the Scriptures say. I'm just trying to bring you back to the truths of the Scriptures. So that's going to do it for this episode. Hey, go and visit us at kingshouse.org for the podcast, YouTube, Twitter, and other important links. And when you do go out there, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That would be great. And as always, we love to hear from you. So leave us a comment, ask us a question, send us a prayer request, or even send us an email. You can do that at hissaint at gmail.com or the other links that are on the website there. We appreciate you for listening today. Thank you very much. God bless you. 